What's up, Anchor? It's Lori, a.k.a. Loretta Child, the sex reporter and co-host of the Insatiable Podcast with Smiley. So I have a question for you guys today. I'm wondering, this is an age-old question, do you think men and women, heterosexual men and women, I should say, can truly be friends? To some people, this will always be a silly question, but a significant part of the world really wonders because at the end of the day, some people feel that sex is always on the table so long as you all are not related and you're both straight. And so if sex is always on the table, does that mean you can really be someone's friend? And as an extension of that, based on what you believe, are you okay or would you be okay with your significant other constantly hanging out with the opposite sex or even having a best friend that they're always with that is a member of the opposite sex? Let me know and I'm going to actually share some extra thoughts on this. I once watched this YouTube video, which I'm going to try to dig up. I don't know if I can. Um, from a woman who I think she like vlogs out her family or her relationship or just her life in general and she said that a lot of her viewers had asked her if she allowed her husband to hang out with other women and surprisingly to me she said it was a hard no she was like no way there's no reason why you should be friends with a woman when I'm not present or whatever and um, you know I don't know that was that was her view she, basically she said there's always going to be temptation in the world and there's no reason to put yourself in front of that temptation um i i was personally shocked uh and i'll tell you why just because you know i'll have to explain my views on this but i also read through her comments and i realized that a lot of women actually feel this way and i've since also you know seen a lot of my friends get married and feel similarly about their husbands seeing other people and then of course we have our vice president who won't even have a business meeting with a woman alone because he thinks that's some type of betrayal of his wife so i think this is definitely a thing um and i think that some of it is founded in truth as in there are definitely adult relationships that start relationships as in friendships and and acquaintanceships and stuff that begin based on attractiveness and so when a person does first see you and decide that they're sexually attracted to you um when a person like that befriends you i do think that can be a little sketchy right if someone has an ulterior motive then you can't really say they're just a friend because given the opportunity they will jump in bed with you and so a friend by strict definitions doesn't have that ulterior motive and i'll get into that in, an, in in another segment but basically what i'm throwing out there to you guys is how do you really feel about this um both theoretically and realistically would you be okay if like your man or your woman was you know constantly hanging out with this person of the opposite sex and like getting very close to them um how would you feel about that should add by the way that even though i cited women a lot of men feel the same way too they don't think um a lot of men basically feel like well they would take any chance to to have sex with a woman so they don't trust other men around the women that they're dating um it happens a lot i actually dated um a guy for a very long time when i was younger and he had a a he didn't have like a major problem with my best friend being a guy but it did come up a lot he did confess to me at one point that he felt like deep down I might have like been in love or, you know, had a crush or something on my best friend, which was not true. And so that was kind of like an ongoing problem. And it didn't become that big of a deal because ultimately I think he trusted that I wouldn't have ever done anything with my best friend and my best friend would never have done anything with me either. We were like siblings and we still are. And so, um, but, but the thought did cross his mind. And um, so it's definitely not just a woman thing.
So before we get too far into this conversation, if anyone does want to have this conversation and call in and let me know what they think, um, I should put out there or as a disclaimer what my views are on the subject, which is I don't actually feel very strongly either way. I feel very strongly against the extremes, I guess I should say, because I think that it really depends on how friendships originate. And so in the example I gave in the last segment, I talked about my male best friend who I actually met when we were in high school. So we have known each other for so long at this point. Our our relationship and friendship has been grandfathered in. So we didn't meet on like at a club and none of us neither of us was trying to hit on each other. We met through mutual friends. Like he was a family friend of a girl that I used to hang out with when I was a freshman in high school and you know it developed into like a strong friendship and he was there for me um through a lot of things in my life just as a friend and even through my relationship you know what i mean um we've never dated we've never had sex and so we just don't see each other that way in fact i think we're very not each other's types at all we just relate a lot to each other for a lot of reasons why normal friends in any other circumstance of the same gender would relate to each other I also have guy friends who I met through work. So those are circumstances where that's not out of my not within my control. It's not like I approached them or they approached me because of sexual attraction. It was because we were in the same room together. We got into a conversation and realized like, "Hey, you're pretty cool. Like now we can hang out." So now I'm still friends with those people. And that it to me is a very natural development of friendship and has nothing whatsoever to do with being interested in that person romantically or sexually. So I don't see why that would ever be a problem. But in the opposite case, like if I did go to a bar and a guy came up to me and he clearly wanted to sleep with me and I was like, "Listen, I have a man, but let's just be friends." I don't sincerely think that I can be friends with that person unless there's some crazy circumstance like we bond over something completely non-sexual. Okay? And the reason is because if I know, first of all, I have a very narrow definition of friendship. I think that a true friend is someone who objectively wants the best for you. It's someone who matters in your life. And so I can't trust that um any man has only the best intentions for me if ultimately his intention is to sleep with me. He's not going to give me the best advice when it comes to my relationship, for example. So I'm not going to talk to this man about my man. I'm not going to be like, "Oh, I got into a fight with my boyfriend because that that's disloyal. I'm not going to talk to a man who's trying to get with me and give him ammo to try and weasel his way into my life based on something that, you know, I've got going already. So I do think that in that situation, it's not okay to be friends with that person because you would be lying to yourself. So in either extreme I don't think that men and women can always be friends. I don't think that just calling someone your friend makes them your friend. And I also don't think that men and women can't be friends. I I just don't see why um that I think that it's almost sexist to think that men and women can't be friends. Like I mentioned um I mentioned Pence and how our vice president in the United States is against meeting with women even in a work context when they're alone. And he has his conservative religious views and whatnot, but basically what that implies is that he sees all women as sexual objects and he doesn't believe he can control himself in front of them. And that is very sad to be frank because if he were professional and if he were a good person at all then he I mean I guess I shouldn't make it a a judgment on what kind of person he is but I mean I think an adult 
should be able to trust themselves not to look at a person as a piece of meat or something to mount. Um, and they could actually look at them based on their actual value as a colleague and say, well, maybe I, there's a reason I could be meeting with this person over dinner to talk about business. And if you can't do that, I don't, you know what, I don't even care what that says about you. But what it says about the world is that you're blocking that person from an opportunity because you can't control your sexual urges. So that's not cool. And ultimately, yes, that is sexist. So those are my views on the extreme versions of this argument. But I do think that it is one worth having because then where do you draw the line? I'm really curious to hear what you guys think. So I hope you will call in about it. I do have a kind of footnote to this, though, that might be a little bit more unpopular as far as this opinion goes. But I do think there's one exception in terms of dispelling or getting rid of that sexual tension. If you do have sexual tension with somebody that makes it impossible to be friends with them. I think that it's possible to be friends with someone that you have had sex with before that you no longer want to have sex with. So, yes, that means that I do also have friends that I have hooked up with. Um, not a lot. And it's very much the exception because, you know, I don't, I guess I should say I'm very picky about the people that I sleep with, but I'm also very picky about who I become friends with. Maybe even more so. I don't know. I mean, because friends to me are like for life. Okay. I am very devoted to and very loyal to my friends. I treasure their time and their companionship. I don't always hang out with them every week. I have friends all over the world. And so I don't get a chance to always talk to them, but Anyone that I establish like such a, you know, a close relationship with when we're together, we're totally cool. So for somebody to make it into that category um, is is pretty special. And yes, there are some people in that group of people in my life who I have had sex with before. Usually the situations play out like, you know, I, the the relationship was initiated sexually or romantically even. And at some point, one or both of us decided like, you know what, this isn't working and we shouldn't keep pursuing it we should just be cool with each other while we're still cool and then eventually you know the the sort of emotions fade away and what's left is two people who are very compatible with each other who like each other very much just don't want to be with each other and who maybe just don't want to have sex with each other anymore and you know you move on with your life and whatever and after enough time passes you have a very solid friendship left and all that messy stuff is in the past and you also no longer have that curiosity like that sexual curiosity like what would it be like to sleep with this person do i maybe like this person because you already been there done that and you decided the answer was no so i think that those actually turn out to be some of the best friendships um i can think of you know a few people in my life right now who um i don't like talk to on a daily basis or anything but like they are just they're very important to me because somewhere along the and somewhere along the way we did hook up and we realized like that you know, we meant more to each other than sex, but also were not meant to be each other's significant others. So I don't know. I, I, I feel like some people may disagree with me on this because I do know that I've also been with, um, you know, with I've dated guys who are like not necessarily really like that okay with it or they think it's like slightly sketchy, which I respect. And um, you know what? I'm going to record another segment on ways to manage those types of situations because i do think that there is a proper way to handle it if you do find that you have friends that you have a sexual history with before i do that i would like to know what you guys think about this too the key to staying friends with someone or maintaining a friendship with a person you've had sex with is to respect your current relationships always above all else um and by relationships i mean like you know when someone has graduated to a point in your life where they are number one 
okay that is your life partner at least for the time being you choose to make that person your primary you know guy or or girl um when you have that situation you have to choose that person over the people that you're friends with whom you've had sex with before because um as much as friendships matter your partner is really your ultimate friendship that's the person that you are you know maybe cohabitating with may potentially marry one day that person might be part of your family one day and so you can't disrespect that person by being like well you're just gonna have to deal with the fact that i like to hang out with this dude that i used to fuck like that's that's not gonna go over well and it shouldn't you know i mean i I don't think it's fair to expect someone to accept that and i think that for me the way i manage it is i'm the one that sets the tone i mean anyone in the situation who's in a relationship and has to deal with friends and managing those things you are the one who determines how your partner is going to see those people and so if you make sure that those people understand that they have to respect your partner then things should be okay as soon as though you allow people to overstep their boundaries um maybe talk shit about the person you're with or treat them disrespectfully when they're in person or not care about that person or not treat that person as if they are a priority in your life then you are allowing that person to disrespect your partner and that is not okay in that case, your partner is 100% in, within their rights to stand up for themselves and be like, you need to shut this shit down. That's, you know what I mean? And similarly, like, I do the same thing for my friends. Um, my best friend, whom I mentioned, we never, I mean, he and I never had sex, like I said, but when he is um, with a new girl, he tends to disappear into his relationships. That's like his style. And I'm cool with that because he gets completely in, like, you know, uh enveloped in whatever situation he's in and he as he should be and out of respect for him and his happiness and his girlfriends whoever they are at the time you know i step back and i'm like cool like you know fall in love do your thing and when you're ready like to for you know for her to meet me and for us to all be cool with each other that's cool you know what i mean and that's partially because i and this is where the objectivity comes back into play I want the best for him. That's why I'm really his friend. I don't want him to myself. I'm not going to be like, oh, fuck that bitch. If she's not cool with our friendship, then fuck her. No, I'll never say that because that could be his wife one day. And even though he will always be my friend before she is, like I'll always be more his friend than his, his significant other's friend. I will never, ever disrespect him because to me, disrespecting a person's spouse or a person's significant other is the same thing as disrespecting that person themselves. So I guess it really boils back down to that same thing, which is if you truly are someone's friend, you want the best for them objectively. You don't have an ulterior motive. And when you want the best for someone, it's not about how they treat you or what they do for you. It's about just wanting them to be happy. So first up with a call in on the question of the day is Reggie, the weekend watcher. And he is one of my faves. So let's see what he has to say. Lori, this is Reggie, your weekend watcher. And you are on a roll right now. All right. The question is, is it okay for me to have uh, opposite sex friends? Um, Yeah, sure. I actually have one of my best friends uh, was one of my roommates, uh, was a roommate of mine. She she is uh, she's still female. It hasn't nothing's changed in that uh, domain. And she was actually later my wife's roommate. uh, And again, great friends. We 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 go way back and we do everything together. That's how it works. But that said, I always think our relationships are what we really want them to be. If we really want them to be a stepping stone to the, you know, that into a marriage, well, or a, you know, a, a long commitment that's romantic, sure, that can be frustrating, especially you know if, if both don't see it that way. 
but whatever. Uh, but I guess conversely, I also don't have friends that I don't adore. Meaning I want friends that I can be proud of, that I want to talk about when they're not around for the good things that they're doing or what they're uh, about to do or how far they've come. That's, you know, that adoration for me goes part and parcel with friendship. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily need to evolve into anything romantic. So, I don't know. That's my thoughts. You do the thing. You know, this kind of reminds me of a conversation we had a while back about whether um, people in relationships still hung out with their single friends. Because um, I guess it is kind of along a similar vein, except we're talking about the opposite sex in this case. But I think that the answers to that question that day varied depending on the way people viewed friendship. A lot of people who said, nah, I just dropped my friends when I'm in a relationship, were people who said like they only had friends to hang out, to go to the club, to pick up girls or whatever. And so their mentality about friendship was different. So of course, when your friendships aren't that important to you, then it's very easy to say, all right, well, once I'm in a relationship, that's the only friendship I need and I don't need to spend any time with anybody else. Um, but clearly you and I feel very different about friendship in terms of like, our friends are people who really are important to us. And when you really cherish your friends like that, you're not just like, you're not gonna wanna just drop them for a relationship and hopefully um, you'll be with someone who feels the same way or makes friends the same way so that it doesn't become like this weird unbalanced or imbalanced situation. If I'm totally honest, it would be really difficult for me um, if somebody told me I couldn't be friends with people of the opposite sex because I, I mean, I, I was a tomboy for most of like elementary school. And so I grew up with a pretty like mixed um, group of friends in terms of gender. And like it would just be hard because I don't I relate to men and more in some ways about some things and I really relate to women more in some ways about other things and I just like love that diversity in my life of viewpoints and you know I I don't know that would just be tough um but also I I really do enjoy men who are very secure and so most of the guys I've dated have not really had an issue with me having male friends and when they did, um, like I mentioned earlier, there were ways to manage around it, like to just basically show them that I was loyal and go overboard in showing that. And I think that that's one of the things that sometimes people aren't great at. They think, well, if you should, tr if you trust me, I shouldn't have to go out of my way to prove myself to you, um, which might work for some people. But I just tend to be the person who sort of like overproves myself to people because I'm just I'm a stickler for that shit. Next up, I'm going to play a call-in from Duan from uh, an older topic about the friend code and whether it's okay for your friends to go after somebody you're interested in or vice versa. Hey, Lori, I'm, this is a late entry, but I wanted to add something into the friend code. Yeah, my friends was ruthless. I was ruthless, too. But we did it more with the Internet. So, okay, <laughs> my one friend, right, I was talking to this female and it was this was on AOL back in the day, Black Planet AOL mixture. And I was getting to know her and stuff. And she started talking to him and just forgot about me. And they ended up, you know, fucking and all that stuff. I was <laughs> a little irritated because she looked good, too. Nice, big old booty. But then there was another time where my friend smashed a girl that I had smashed. It was very weird. Like I was telling him about, you know, when I got up with her and all that, but I wasn't really, you know. And then next thing I know, he beating her. <laughs> And it happened another time, too. He ended up trying to undercut me with some other female who ended up being a dud, and she stole some pictures. So that was karma on his mixed black ass.
Yo, it sounds like you got some sham friends. That's all I got to say about that. I mean, who are these people? And why did you continue to be friends with them afterwards? I mean, I, I could see the argument for being like, ah, you know, don't let a woman get between your friendship. Like if he took her, it is what it is. Um, but it doesn't even sound like he was really interested in these women. He just wanted to try to get what you were trying to get at. And I mean, like, there's plenty of fish in the sea. Why is that even necessary? Um, yeah. I guess this is the reason why I brought this up in the first place. Because on one hand, I wouldn't want to really care. And I don't think I would care because I pick my friends over people. But then if my friends were going around trying to get at, you know what I mean? Like trying to take my sloppy seconds and stuff. I might see, after I see a pattern, I might be like, wait, are we really friends? You know? Yeah, pain for my real friends. And real pain for my sham friends. Now, Dewan has another call in about today's question of the day, which is, can men and women be friends? Can straight men and women in relationships be friends? Okay, I'm calling in about your question of the day about uh, being able to be friends with females. Um, it's something that I can do and I can keep it totally platonic, but I have come across some women who didn't really uh, want to do that with me, especially if we had a history together. Um, <laughs> and I don't know, it's, it's kind of silly to me um, because trust uh, should not be something you keep away from danger. It's something you should allow to go into danger. And if you trust your lover enough, you'll know that they are in a reasonable, they are a reasonable adult and can make their own decisions despite their surroundings. So, yeah. Um, of course, you can have male and female friendships. It's just all a matter of trust with your partner. Yes, it's all down to trust. And truth be told, if people were honest with themselves, I would say a lot of people really just don't trust their spouses enough or don't trust their partners enough. Um, and it's not even just about friendship sometimes. It's like, I know people who don't let their significant others go out with their boys or with their girls, like to the club or whatever, or to a bar. They think that any type of social gathering where they're not there is a potential danger zone for things to happen and temptation and all that stuff, which I think is disrespectful. You know what I'm saying? It's not just about trusting the person to be faithful to you. You're, you're saying that you think that you're with a weak person, right? And um, I always argue this point, and the answer tends to be like, well, everyone's weak. People who don't trust their partners are the types of people who don't trust anyone. And this actually came out, I don't know if you guys saw, but there was a show... And I don't know if it lasted more than a season, but it was like about these like well-to-do women of Brooklyn and, um, you know, they got together for brunches and, you know, it was like a reality show type of situation. And in one episode or one of the first episodes, they all had this brunch and the, sub the subject came up of like checking their their husband and their boyfriend's phones and um all of them were like oh hell yeah i checked the phone blah 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 and i always caught him doing this i caught him doing that and like he knows that i can't have to have the password and whatever like they're all swapping these war stories and then one person said no i don't i don't check my husband's phone i trust him and then they all got upset about it and like just ganged up on her and they were like oh you know it's just a matter of time you just don't want to know and blah 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 and um when I, the reason why i'm bringing this up is because their explanation and their mentality was just that 
all men cheat. And so if you're not actively trying to catch him in the act, then you're just fucking yourself over because it's just a matter of time before he does cheat on you and you're just the one who's ignorant and has no idea. So I think that, I mean, a lot of people are like this and I think it's a sad way to live. It's like, God, can you imagine just being in a relationship where your automatic assumption is that your partner is betraying you? You know what I'm saying? And then, and that said, like, if you really think all men cheat and there's no way to stop it, why drive yourself crazy? Like, why bother at that point? Like, if life were really that bleak, just accept that your man's going to cheat on you and just live a happy life with him, right? I mean, like, why do you have to spend day in and day out, like, trying to control the situation, trying to control him, not letting him go out, not letting him do this and do that and be friends with other women and whatnot? Like, look, if your man is so so weak or so uninterested in you that he is that easily tempted by someone else let him be with someone else like i don't know i don't know um but this is the type of thing where it's like the two sides probably will never agree so a little while back we had a conversation about the checklist and people who have like this list of criteria they want from people and how they are not necessarily getting to know people for who they are these days or at least that's how dating seems to work now so um i have some call-ins to play about that first i'll replay what i said so you know what we're talking about previously on insatiable yes that is this is such a good point um this is the thing i think we date these days like we're shopping for people which is our tendency because we're literally like swiping through faces and picking the ones that we think are the best it's like the the emotional equivalent of like walking into a supermarket aisle to get spaghetti sauce and there's a hundred different kinds of spaghetti sauce and you just got to pick like the best one you want and you're trying to get the one with like all the flavors and the right packaging and whatever and we are shopping for people like commodities when you do that you tend to look at them based on the label and what's written what's you know what's advertised versus what that thing actually is and so i think we really should just stop looking at people that way and just look online dating cuts down a lot of um hassle in terms of having to go out and actually physically meet people but when you do meet a person from offline or from online rather you shouldn't be looking at them as in a list of traits like do does this person meet all my job requirements that i posted on my help wanted ad no it's like who is this person let's start there i mean let me just get to know the person as if i just met them at work or just met them at the park or something let me find out what this what makes this person tick do i like this person do i enjoy their company let's just have a regular conversation and when you do that then you don't need to worry about some stupid checklist all you need to worry about is how you are vibing and then you can see oh I like this person. I had a great conversation. I don't feel any sexual chemistry, but maybe this person can be my friend. Or you could be like, this person was boring as shit and I never want to see them again. No need to even think about a checklist. Um, and Or you might be completely enamored with the person, in which case a checklist won't matter anymore. The checklist is counterproductive. It's like, it's just a bunch of criteria that are essentially superficial and don't get to the bottom of whether you and someone else are supposed to get along and are supposed to connect. So um, anyway, thank you very much for calling in about that. I think that's an important point that I feel like at some, you know, someday we should probably explore it more in depth. So just remember, if you are in search of perfection, 
and you think you found it or got as close to it as possible, believe me when I say with billions of people on this earth, there is probably someone who's slightly better. So just give up the search because it's not about finding the perfect model. It's about finding the right model for you. I actually dated someone once that had that uh, shopping list that you're talking about. And <clears throat> it was like, guy had to be a certain height, um, certain skin complexion, give her, do things like, you know, give her money to get her hair done without even being her boyfriend. You know, just in that whole dating phase, just say, hey, you getting your hair done this week? Here's a couple dollars. You getting your nails done? Here goes a couple dollars. That, like, she had this long laundry list in. I was doing a lot. I, I was, you know, I was being a gentleman, extraordinary gentleman, opening doors, going on dates, so on and so forth. It lasted a few months, but at the end of the day, it wasn't gonna work. And I hit a point to where I knew it wasn't gonna work. But at the same time, we did enjoy each other's company. We enjoyed, um, like, we talked on the phone for hours, talked on the phone while she was at work. We talked when she got home. And this wasn't me calling her. She would call me. So she enjoyed my personality and so on and so forth. But she just couldn't get past that laundry list of expectations that she had. And literally the first time that I did anything that she didn't approve of, it was a wrap. I already knew it was a wrap, so I wasn't really taking it seriously. It was just kind of something to do to me at that point. But first time I did something she didn't like, it was a wrap. And to this day, she is still single and searching. It's been like a year. And she's still just out there picking and picking the wrong person. That's how she puts it. But just over expectating of people. You know, in cases like that, I don't even think it's fair to call it having high, too high expectations because what she's doing is not looking for a quality man. She's looking for what she thinks is a quality man based on some list of criteria. I don't know what that criteria was, but if included things like height, then let's face it, that's superficial. And as a person who is into tall guys myself, I realize that, yeah, to a certain extent, like, you got to be superficial because if what you if what turns you on is what turns you on, you can't necessarily help that. That said, if you're really digging a guy and like you just and everything about him is great, but then somehow he just doesn't fit that list and that's the reason why you don't give him a chance, I think you're you're selling yourself short. You're not settling to be with the guy, you're actually depriving yourself of potential happiness by writing the guy off because you think that he's got to have this and this and that in order for to, you know, to deserve you or however it is that people want to put it. And I know guys who do the same thing, you know, guys who are like, oh, yeah, you know, I really like this girl, but I prefer for my women to be this or that, like petite. I've heard guys say that they really like petite women or women who are like, oh, I want her to be fit, you know, and telling me, complaining about these girls, like, um oh you know i would like her but she's just like a little like too this or that and i'm just like yo good luck because you're looking for what you think is the perfect woman um first of all what you think is the perfect woman is not literally a perfect person but second of all you you're just not gonna find it you know what i'm saying like i'm not 
I, I don't mean that there's never going to be a person out there who checks all those boxes, but people are more than a checklist. People are all different somehow. And a person could meet all of your requirements and be the worst person for you. You won't know until you see how you get along with them. And what I feel is that though many people may never experience this in a lifetime, you will, I mean, if you're lucky, you'll run into someone one day who you like so much that they make you want to throw that checklist out the window. That's if you're lucky. And it has happened to me. Um, not so much, I mean, I never had a checklist, to be honest, but I have had things where I'm just like, oh, I would never put up with this in a relationship. I would never do this. This is where I draw the line. And when you meet the right person, those things literally just don't matter anymore. Um you know, you can say you do, you can say you're wiser and that you're better if you if you set these certain standards for yourself. But at the end of the day, um, you just got to love yourself and respect yourself. And as long as you have that, you'll be lucky to meet somebody who just doesn't make, you know, who who just makes checklists irrelevant. And so I'm an advocate for burning the checklist. I think the girl that you're describing is might might regret her decisions a little bit but who am I to judge her life because I don't know her and I'm also only hearing your side of the story but it's kind of tragic if you think about it right I mean you guys had a connection and it got dropped for what